This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Often here, uh, you know, people saying that our heritage is our identity and defines our existence. Uh, so this morning, well, we tend to uh, just also learn more about the work of uh, the Kamoraling Heritage Institute and what they've been doing around issues of heritage and culture. Uh, so you at home, you're welcome to really form part of this conversation. We're on 0861-987-000. This morning, we also go by at Power FM 987 uh, there by x at katlero lerodi underscore the hashtag is hashtag power zone devilled good morning sir welcome to the show yeah good morning katlero and the the power zone listeners yeah thank you very much for uh, giving us your time i mean uh, your work very very important we saw you last year uh, just coming through uh, with some of those programs uh, centered around uh, the work uh, that you do as uh, the heritage institute uh, but we see you uh, just uh, taking it up a notch we hear of these awards and just not focused on uh, the old ones in, in terms of the legacy that they leave now but you're also looking at uh, ensuring that the young ones too are recognized. Maybe let's start uh, by just giving us a sense of uh, the Kamaraling Heritage Institute. Who are you guys? Why was it formed? And then uh, we'll get to understand why uh, then uh, you decided to champion these awards. All right. Um, Kamaraling started as a concept um, which eventually becomes a, a, a company. Mm. Um, we did a lot of research around the area which is focused in Midland area. And uh, eventually in 2019, that's when Gamaran Heritage Institute was formed as a research company. And uh, because we were profiling uh, individuals from uh, political struggle icons, uh, from people that are doing activism, cultural activism, looking at the landmarks around the area, geographical landmarks, and also looking at the issue of, um, of people that are playing part in the Christian sport, like one that day, you know, Smafogati, uh, and then and 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 also looking at the aspect of the um, the history itself and the heritage part of it in Midrand, uh, and uh, the more focus was on that. And Kamarelo uh, was actually formed on those bases and those principles to say. Uh, that's how we have to safeguard our heritage and our history and our indigenous knowledge through by through by telling our stories uh, through documentaries and that's how the whole company started and then and this is where we are now and now we have to celebrate the legends the great legends of the work that you've just played one of the music of one of the icons that is going to be one of the people that will be recognized on the day Mm. I, I just love uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you're trying by all means to uh, preserve or conserve uh, this particular uh, history of ours that is also important i I started by uh, just quoting there to say really our heritage is our identity and defines our existence as uh, the people and we see you as an institute just being in the center of ensuring that uh, that becomes a reality how has it been Uh, do we see you uh, being well received do we see the young ones buying into uh, what you're selling here as we try by all means to preserve our heritage 
Yeah, um, we, we have been trying to get them involved through programs that we have been organizing right. throughout. Uh, we've brought them along with the tours that we had. Yeah. Uh, we bring them to showcase their, 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 their brands so that they can actually be part of this program and to have an understanding about the culture and the, the, how do you preserve it. I think we have seen a lot of them that they actually come on age and those who are doing a lot of work um, behind the scene. Yeah. Um, and as that, we have started the road and uh, profiling and documenting their stuff. I think on the day of the launch and on the main event, that's when you're going to see all, a lot of their work that they've been doing on, on the ground, that they've actually been part of preserving and actually embracing the culture. culture. Yeah, how, how important does that become? Uh, that, uh, you know, we treat uh, this particular aspect of our heritage and everything else that has to do with our culture and heritage as uh, somewhat of a jewel, a gold that we wouldn't want to lose, uh, looking at uh, the fact that uh, the world is too much with us, everything is just starting to be modernized and, and the likes, and you see uh, just a cohort, a young cohort that is becoming less and less interested in just going into our history. Will, will this really be a disservice if we don't find everyone warming up to the work that you're doing and and how important does it become that we embrace our heritage here and our culture? I think we we cannot force, especially the young ones, as you just alluded to, that uh, there is a lot of Western dominance and they are actually taking other styles from European styles and all the Western styles. But gradually, because by engaging them in these different platforms, talking to them to to understand who they are, and once they know who they are, and they will actually understand themselves better. And I think those programs that we've been actually doing with them, young people on the ground, I think it will actually assist because you cannot just say you must actually become part of this thing and understand your culture. You must. We must gradually try to bring them to the picture for them to understand this. So I think uh, so far with the young ones that we've actually put on for this race, for them, for this award, we've done a lot of work on the ground to see. We've seen what they do because it's all about telling a story for African child. And that goes with the culture and heritage. You cannot just tell a story. I mean, every African child has got a story to tell, but has got a a part of the history on it to say, who am I and where am I going? And and those lines, actually, they make them to understand. And, and for you, you have to understand. So all those kind of things, you should also yeah. try to understand that theory. Uh, even at school, if they can begin to focus more on that, to say, uh, people must, young ones must know uh, where they come from and where they're heading. Because... If you look now, we can make a lot of money out of leverage, out of this heritage mm-hmm. uh, through promotion of tourism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can. There's a lot of opportunities around that. So uh, that could also assist in government because government is mm-hmm. actually currently badly with the rate of unemployment, especially for young people. But now through innovations and through by embracing even the, the culture aspect, I think we see that there is, there is a future in the young people.
Yeah, just a reminder uh, to our listeners there at home that this morning I'll be in conversation with the CEO and founder of the Kamaraleng Heritage Institute, Mr. Devil Punyai, who's joining us this morning to just tell us about the work that they've been doing. We went into issues of heritage and how important it becomes to really look into and preserve our heritage and our culture and just touching on the awards as well that are upcoming here uh, focused on looking at uh, the legacy and young people that would then uh, become the future shape shifters so you at home you're welcome to really rally behind uh, what we're saying this morning we're on 0861 0 we also there by x uh, we go by at power fm 987 let, let, let's go into the awards here uh, Diavold, and uh, really uh, what one can expect here i see you've divided them into two. Uh, there's the old one in terms of the legacy awards and the youth uh, future uh, shapers. W- w- was it intentional? Uh, tell us about uh, the wisdom behind that. Yeah, there was a wisdom around it. Um, we look at the the the, my, the great legends, the icons, uh, to see. And then if you give them only them awards, what about the young ones? Because now we are talking about they must actually leave the leaguers behind. So by, by, by bringing the two categories into one was just to say, uh, when there's great legends, they have to leave their button. We did they leave it to? They must leave it to the young ones so that they can carry on with the legacy. So when, 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 when you run a, a relay, a relay, you have to actually give a, the last person a pattern to complete the, tra- the, the race. So now you have got the young ones with the, mixed with the legends. And the legends, obviously, so obviously they have to learn from the great legends to say they've walked around, they've walked this journey along and they're still perfect and they're still relevant in, and they're still actually doing the great works around there. So that actually they have, they have, they have to give to the young ones to carry on their legacy because obviously they're the ones that will be actually be left behind. So that's why I, I actually chose to have two categories to say let me have the legacy awards that would actually focus on the legends and then have the, the, the youth side of it that will have the young ones. Mm-hmm. But they've actually, those young ones have done a lot of work. I mean, most of them, they've traveled um, even at um, UN General Assembly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many. They went there to represent Africa, uh, South Africa as a whole, and young girls from Ivory Park, and then just in that state. And then so many, so many, so many of them, I mean, they've done wonderful. And the other one has been in Africa. So we, we look at that aspect to say, let's just actually give them a platform to say, for what they are doing, they must actually inspire others to, to do great work. Mm, I love this idea of uh, just putting the young ones and the old ones just on the same table here, uh, looking about mm. issues of, uh, I'm just talking about issues of transfer of those skills and the wisdom, uh, because sometimes it's not about uh, really uh, when the work and everything else in between, but whatever aura, whatever wisdom, uh, whatever words that you can even get from these legends, uh, some of them will take you a long way. L- let's break it down then 
uh, you know, uh, developed into categories because especially where uh, the, uh, you know, legacy awards are concerned, I see that we have nominees here. Uh, these nominees, were they, uh, you know, more or less forwarded? Did, people, did you open a process for people to nominate who they think deserves the award around the legacies? Or are you just basically doing, looking at the work that you've been doing as an institute, uh, it just basically went on to say that, I mean, there's Ndadema Fogati here, uh, who's uh, one person that has been uh, very influential around what has been happening in the sporting field. Uh, we have, uh, you know, Womerita, you know, in terms of businesses and what has been happening over time. Uh, how, how do we actually find these names making uh, the cut? Yeah, we, we look at the weight of these people that are doing the work that they are doing on the ground. Uh, this, these people are just extraordinary. Um, like you've just mentioned that they, you know, Mafukat, uh, mm. that is the first, first South African show jumper who went to the London in the 80s to mm-hmm. compete in that level. Mm-hmm. At that time, South Africa was sanctioned, if you still remember. Yeah. So he represented only not South Africa, but the whole Africa, because he was the first person, first black um, South African to go and compete in that level. To break the barriers. Um, coming back home, you look at Ma Mazwani Rita Pumlapi. Uh, she started um, a which was not famous then. Uh, and then now she's a pioneer for that. She's now a pioneer, a township economic pioneer, because now she's driving the township economy. She's not looking only for the um, the, the Shisanyama per se, but now she's actually exploring. She's actually diversifying a portfolio to say, let me also go into the industrial side and have other things just to complement what I have. So for me, if a person with that resilience is actually trying all means to actually making a life easier, especially because she's actually love kids. She loves um, mentoring young people and all that at schools and everywhere. Mm-hmm. So for me, I said, such a remarkable person, a phenomenal woman who does a lot of work, um, not not even looking back with all this crisis that we have from COVID-19 to date, but she's still relevant. She's still actually, she's still running the business. Mm. And most, most businesses have shut down, I mean, because of, they couldn't make it anymore because there was no business anymore. But with the resilience, she actually, she still kept the fire burning. Mm. For that, I said, no, these people are these people they should be honored somehow they need to be honored uh, this i call them they are our living heritage because we don't have to honor people when they are no more which doesn't make sense we need to actually give these people while they're still alive and give them the honor and honor them give what they deserve uh, yeah no yes. i love the diversity of it all you know uh, you went into uh, sports you went into transformation and black excellence in aviation for instance in terms of uh, bj mkonza you went for uh, you know issues around business and the community uh, leadership and building uh, there uh, this is something that is really really uh, impressive the philanthropy part part as well uh, that was uh, balanced in terms of uh, what one would then expect around 
issues of uh, child welfare. You went all the way, even uh, just touching on uh, music. We opened the, the uh, this particular conversation with Don Laka, and uh, we're seeing him as well uh, featuring on, on, on that particular list. Was it intentional for you to really diversify and make sure that you touch all of these aspects that will speak to our heritage? Yeah, it, it, I will call it very personal. It was intentional, yes. Mm. Uh, I grew up knowing uh, Bradon. Uh, um, he he mentored me sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I've learned a lot about some of his, um, his musical notes and all that. Mm. Uh, and I think I've got a lot of his music collection in my house. Mm. So I grew up listening to his music. And uh, remember, he, when he introduced the quiet jazz, he was actually introducing to the young ones. Yes. Uh, to say you can play a quiet oil mixed with the, some kind of jazz sounds. It can still sound funky and all good. So that for me, I said, a person who has got so many years uh, in music industry, he has traveled a lot in the country. But I don't, I don't remember one day that we were called to say, Bradon is going to be honored. He's actually getting more recognition outside the outside the country, so I felt that well, we must do something for him. Mm. Uh, he has done so much. He has done so much in in his musical career. Yeah. So why can't we honor this man? And now he also wrote the book, and now he's also introduced a lot of. He has got online um, podcasts also, which is only for jazz music, mm. quite jazz. So yeah. this man is doing so so much in his space. He's actually trying to inspire young people to say, you, it's possible. A black child is possible. It's nothing yeah. possible. You, you have to actually learn from the, from the masters, from those generations that have actually went through difficulties. But now, because of after this dispensation, they are now doing well. But they should actually pass them to the young generation mm. and those who are actually in love of music. And mm. that, is, that is why I said, let me just, yeah. Look at this aspect of these people and and focus on them to say mm. it's so much about these people. It's so much they fought through music. This country is liberated because because of their music. Yeah. Even if their music was somehow sanctioned somehow, yeah. but they've actually um they continue playing the music for the South Africans. Yeah, I mean, all of these people that you've listed here, they all have a story. They all have a legacy, a legendary story to tell in mm. terms of how yeah. uh, they've played their part uh, on where we are right now as South Africa and even those future shapers. I mean, I was so impressed uh, to see people like, uh, you know, Obu Legao, Sihwana, Drip uh, yeah. guy, uh, that, uh, you know, they're there, run mid-rent, they're there. So this is extremely commendable. And you're saying that it's a it's a self-funded project. Uh, just looking at yeah. uh, people just coming yeah, through yeah, to yeah. a partner and uh, their likes. As we we close it off, Monadevel, tell us how people how people can really uh, come through for you uh, in terms of uh, partnering with you. And when are these awards? Uh, the awards are set for the twenty first twenty fifth of May, mm-hmm. which is Africa Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be at uh, the Orchard Executive Accommodation in Glenwood and Midrand. Mm. And the launch will be on the 21st, that is on Human Rights Day, mm. at Busy Corner. Mm. And, and how can people rally and help you here uh, in terms of just becoming partners to ensure that this becomes a success? 
They can get me on my cell phone number, which yes, is 082-573-6790. Yeah, it's 082-573-6790. <laughs> yes, sir. Five seven three. Yeah. Six seven nine zero. Oh, six seven nine zero. I want to make it five zero. So it's six yeah, seven no, nine zero. No man. I, yes. I, I, yeah. Everything of the best, dear Volt. Thank you very much for coming through. You've been listening to a Power ninety eight point seven podcast. For more podcasts, visit power nine eight seven dot co dot za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.